0: Auto dealers, are you missing the most engaged buyers because you don't know where to find them? At eBay Motors, you'll find buyers so motivated, they purchase a car or truck once every three minutes. Just call 866-210-5362 and mention the code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months.
1: Hello and welcome to daily drive it's friday april 15th 2022 i'm jamie butters executive editor of automotive news california wants a lot more evs a lot faster can automakers keep up latest product news shows they're going to try and a california tech company lands a big deal also record high transaction prices have been good for the automakers and dealers What happens when tailwinds turn to headwinds? We'll get into that a little later in the show. First, let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. Let's start in Sacramento. California is calling for zero-emission vehicles and plug-in hybrids to make up nearly 70% of new vehicle sales by 2030, The effort is part of an aggressive timeline set by the state to completely phase out the sale of new gasoline-powered cars and light trucks by the 2035 model year. The first benchmark in the plan is having zero-emission vehicles and plug-in hybrids make up 35% of sales by the 2026 model year. Those vehicles made up 12.4% of California's new vehicle market last year. The Alliance for Automotive Innovation, which represents most major automakers in the U.S., says California's plan requires aggressive increases in EV sales, and meeting the marks would be extremely challenging, even in California. In terms of manufacturing, especially at break-even or better, California's timeline presents a significant challenge to automakers. On the product side, they seem to be getting ready, Our Vince Bond reports that Ram plans to unveil a concept of its electric 1500 pickup this year. The Stellantis truck brand has shown a few images of what the first battery electric pickup could look like. But Ram CEO Mike Koval tells Automotive News that Ram is preparing to take the next step with a live concept ahead of the truck's slated 2024 release. While the public is taking in the first generation of EV pickups from Hummer, Ford, Rivian, soon Chevy, maybe Tesla, Koval said Ram is consulting with consumers to ensure its pickup and future EVs will meet their needs. Toyota reportedly plans to launch an SUV version of its crown sedan, Sources telling Reuters that the automaker will start to sell the vehicle in Japan, China, and North America in the summer of 2023. The move would revamp a nameplate that has been sold in Japan for nearly seven decades. The sources saying the SUV will come in hybrid, plug-in hybrid, and full electric versions. The hybrid variant is expected in the U.S., while the plug-in version will be made for the Japanese market. In the U.S., the Crown is expected to replace the discontinued Land Cruiser. The sources say the electric model is planned for early 2024, but details have not been finalized. Turning to Kia, the Korean automaker says the second-generation Nero crossover will go on sale in the U.S. this summer. The automaker taking the wraps off the vehicle at the New York Auto Show this week. The Nero will come in three electrified variants, a gasoline-electric hybrid, a plug-in hybrid, and all-electric. Kia says the all-electric version's range has increased to 253 miles. That's up 14 miles from the outgoing model. Pricing has not been released. GMC is teasing the next-generation Canyon. The General Motors brand will add its AT4X trim to the midsize pickup bringing high-end features and off-road capability. The current generation Canyon was introduced in 2014, and since then, GMC has added a standard AT4 trim and an off-road performance package. US sales of the pickup peaked at about 37,000 in 2016. It's not clear if this product is gonna help GM meet California's new ZEV goal, though. The current version comes with a standard V6 or an optional four-cylinder diesel engine. And our last item out of California, Qualcomm, the San Diego-based tech giant, has been building up its automotive capabilities. Now it's landed a big contract with Stellantis. The automaker will use the company's Snapdragon digital chassis to power its upcoming brain and smart cockpit technology platforms. The collaboration will include vehicles across all of Stellantis's 14 brands, starting with Maserati in 2024. By 2026, the technologies will be integrated across all of the group's brands. And that's the news you need to know. The U.S. market missed out on a lot of sales these past two years. How many of them might have been lost for good? We'll get into that after the break.
0: The most motivated car buyers aren't knocking on your door anymore. They're online But you don't have to look far. You can find them at eBay Motors. Our platform features over 7 million engaged users. Our buyers are so engaged, they enter over 3 billion search impressions per month and buy a car or truck every 3 minutes. Today's car buyer has high expectations when they browse online ebay motors helps you meet those expectations use machine learning with our ai driven vehicle pages and you'll automatically optimize your buyers experience it's as easy as listing your inventory and watching as the most engaged buyers find you if you've ever uploaded your automotive inventory to a website you have more than enough skills to get your cars listed on ebay motors it will feel like you're setting up an entirely new car dealership within minutes Once you list your available inventory, you'll have additional support from the platform, including a single destination page for your entire brand. Want to generate more sales automatically? eBay Motors lets you choose between auction, classified, and fixed price listing options so the site does the heavy lifting. It even integrates with your existing dealer or vehicle management system. All you have to do is list your inventory, sit back, relax, watch a movie, and then check back in to see the sales you've made. How do you start? It's as simple as creating an account. Call 866-210-5362 and mention the code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. Find out why selling cars has never been this easy. That number again, 866-210-5362.
1: Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters. Lost production due to the chip shortage and strong demand from a fast-growing economy have pushed prices and profits into record territory for auto dealers and automakers. With significant pent-up demand for new vehicles, scarcity will continue even after production returns to normal, whenever that happens. Thomas King, president of J.D. Power's Data and Analytics division and chief product officer, said supplies could remain historically low through much of 2023 or in a higher output scenario, they could regain about half of the epic decline. How might this play out? Will automakers sacrifice market share to maintain discipline on pricing? What other headwinds are coming? I spoke with Thomas King at the New York Auto Forum, which was held this week in conjunction with the New York Auto Show. Thomas, we know the market is so defined by scarcity right now. Uh, when do you anticipate that production will get back to normal? Yeah, well, we think production has an opportunity to come back to normal
2: in right around July or August. And by normal, we mean for the industry in aggregate. So there's still going to be disruptions in various places, specifically in certain manufacturers, certain brands, certain countries of manufacturing origin. So there will be lots of disruptions, but we think in terms of total throughput, we could potentially see it get back to normal in either July or August this year. That's uh, July or August for North America or globally? Well, we're talking about vehicles that are assigned for sale in the U.S., and this is one of the key dynamics. There's pluses and minuses across the globe, but in terms of what's been assigned to the U.S., we think we'll start to see a normal level of production assigned to the U.S. sometime July or August. Uh, Of course, barring any other... uh disruptions, that's which correct. we've had so many of lately. We have, it's a
1: challenging environment, um, but right now we think that, that that's potentially what's going to happen. So your projections are sound a little more optimistic than Toyota's. Uh, Bob Carter's been saying they feel like they have a pretty good view into the second and third quarter. He doesn't say exactly what they're viewing, but it sounds a little cautious, and then, you know, and so still maybe even some concerns about the fourth quarter or maybe getting back to normal in the fourth but you you're feel confident that it'll pick up a little sooner than that?
2: Yeah, I mean, based on our J.D. Power analytics, um, our low-end scenario is compatible with what Twitter is saying, so right around about 15.5 million, but we do see significant opportunity for upside there. Now, lots of uncertainty, um, so what Toyota says is certainly within the realm of possibility, but we think there is an opportunity to potentially do a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Of course, vehicles that get produced in the fourth quarter, not all of those will get sold in the fourth quarter. Some of it may spill over into 23, but that will make for a better
1: 23. Sure, sure. So, how much pent up demand is there? We've had two, you know, really pretty depressed years. Yeah. So we think. If
2: you think about what's been missed, it's a couple of million retail sales, about three million fleet sales, um, and about 700,000 lost sales each quarter that goes by in the current Mm. environment. So there's a lot of deals that didn't happen. Now obviously not all of those will come back, particularly on the fleet side, Mm. um, the folks who needed to renew their rental fleet a year ago well, they didn't do it, and so now it's a reset. But there's certainly well over a million to two million units of, of excess pent demand out there that needs to be solved before we can start to get the industry
1: back to normal and start building up those inventory levels. So we, keep, we hear a lot about some of the benefits of this COVID economy. The lack of inventory yeah. means lower incentives, higher margins, actually dealers making money on new vehicle sales. Do you see that continuing? There's a lot of talk about, we're going to continue discipline, we're going to stay, keep these lean inventories. Do you buy it?
2: It all depends on your time frame. For 2022, yes. (laughs) Right, for 2022- (laughs) That's not discipline, that's just a lack of supply, right? (laughs) It's it's, it's impossible. So separate the intent from what people are able to do, Mm -hmm. for 2022, we're going to be super lean. We may, in a a high production environment, see a little bit of a buildup of inventory in Q4, but it's still going to be super tight, right? We're, we're talking about uh, for retail, somewhere around a million, a million a quarter best case compared to two million a year ago, three million two years ago. So it's always going to be very constrained. As we get into 23, yes, it has the potential to build. Um, there are a number of headwinds that are going to come in that inevitably will start to challenge the pricing environment, higher interest rates, for example, used car prices softening. So you know, said differently, everything that could possibly be good for high prices and high profitability is very, very good today. Probably can't get much better. So directionally, it says, "Hey, there's going to be some downward trajectory." Question is, is how much and how fast? And for us, we do expect a, a relatively modest decline. But ultimately, to answer your question, it's really in the second half of '23 where I think you start to see the greatest risk of those profits and prices eroding.
1: Do you do you see? Do you anticipate that brands will maintain this discipline and keep? whether it's a 30 or a 60 day supply, something significantly less than they had before the COVID? So two questions.
2: Will they choose to and are they able to? um, Are they able to proceed? Will they choose to? Mm -hmm. So to the extent that there's a supply chain disruptions continuing, it becomes a moot point. Let's assume that production is available, then it becomes will they choose to? And I think, you know, you've heard it from pretty much every manufacturer. No one wants to go back to the old ways. And I think that's going to be true. Where I do think you'll see some changes in the discipline is on a much more tactical basis. Mm. So on specific models, mm-hmm. specific segments and specific regions, maybe even on specific customer groups. So mm. I think you're going to see people be trying to be a bit smarter. You're not necessarily going to see those big blanket incentive programs that we've seen over the last couple of decades, where you see you know, large cash rebates on the entire portfolio, great financing on the entire portfolio, much more surgical. And so I think that's where you'll start to see things ramp up. And then the question becomes, will competitors start to then follow and respond to those actions? Or will they sit tight and say, you know what? We're okay giving up some share to maintain that profitability.
1: Time will tell. It will indeed. Thomas King, thank you so much. Thank you. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. You can get all the news on supply and demand forecasts and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Thanks to Nathan Kadick for editing today's show. Thanks to the ANTV team and web editor Victor Galvan for their help. And thanks to you for listening and making this show part of your workday routine. Have a good weekend until Monday when we all get back to work.